G'day, and welcome to the Wing It podcast. Illinois, they take out Marsh Magus. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo, he's my better today. He'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You heard G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Wing It podcast, uh, Wing It podcast number 14. Dogger, how are we? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Uh, we've had to do this one remotely because Dogger's uh, stuck in quarantine, ISO, what do you call it? Yeah, Whatever it just is. went over for a harmless trip to Melbourne uh, and then, yeah, they had their first case in 86 days and I had to come back in quarantine for 14 days. So a couple of um, quarantine podcasts coming up. Hopefully the Zoom's working. We're doing a Zoom and we're recording that. So we'll see how we go. Apparently Zoom times out after 40 minutes. So Pretty let's awesome. see what happens there. But uh, anyway, we're doing all right. So we'll do a review of the round as per players of the week, as per uh, review the next round, and then we'll wrap that up with some hot wings. So, yes, bear with us with any technical difficulties, but I reckon we'll be all right. So let's kick it off with the round that was, Dogger. Friday night footy, Lions gritted out and showed some toughness against the very wounded Tigers. Yeah, big time. It's just getting worse and worse for the Tigers, isn't it? Even this week with Tommy Lynch going down for six to eight, six to eight weeks with a uh, knee complaint, apparently. Knee surgery. Can't catch a break, can they? No, not at all. So uh, they got Cochin and Prestia coming back into the squad this week, but whether they're going to play against the Crows or not, we'll see. And having to uh, flee to Sydney as well. They're not going to be very happy with that, considering they just had to go down the road to Marvel and they were. They didn't like it. They didn't like a fifteen-minute return trip, and now they're going to get pissed off about that, aren't they? Yeah, I'll start calling him Damien Simpson in a minute. Oh Adam no! Simpson, tell you what. But no, that game lines lines are really good. Lines we we say we've had it for a while now. Lines are the real deal. Yeah, uh, we we jumped off them early, and we're willing to be back on. Uh, they are very very good, and I'm not surprised that they beat Richmond by the amount they did. In fact, it probably could have been more. Yeah, they've been ridiculous. And since I called on my hot wing for them to go four and zero, they are seven and one. They are too. In Ballarat. Wow, that doesn't look, that's perfect four lines anyway. Unbelievable! How good is that? There you go. All right, moving on to the next game. Well done, mate. Now moving on to the next game. Carlton, the much maligned Carlton. I fucking hate them. They finally got a win against Hawthorne, which is very expected. Um, Not much we can read into this though, is there? No, not really. We we both thought the Blues would easily wrap this one up. Hawks just looking absolutely shocking. Two really bad losses back to back. Yeah, Carlton uh, bounced back in a big way, and Hawks really looking lackluster at the moment with two really bad losses in a row. Obviously, last week to the Roos, and then this week to Carlton. So it's good little uh, momentum booster for Carlton. They got Sydney this week, and hopefully they can sort of continue that momentum. And players like Paddy Cripps, um, Sam Walsh, and uh, their backline as well really stepping up. So Nicky Newman coming in after a long, long period on the sidelines. Been really good. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. So, been a pretty good fantasy pickup for those who trusted him. Yeah, um, averaging ninety at the moment. So, but no, he's dominating and he's really giving them that runoff half back um, that they've needed because uh, Doc's gone to a wing now. So, yeah, he has. They moved him up, up up the ground, which I like. I like that a lot. To be fair, his ball use is 
usually second to none. And he's got a good tank on him, so I don't mind him moving up to a wing. Defensive liability as well, so it was it sort of better for him to be on the wing instead of on players like Dusty Martin. We saw in the first round just absolutely dominated him. So, no, it's good to see him really prospering, and he's a great captain as always. So, no, I'll pick it up. Now, Joe, would you like to join in on this one? We'll talk about the Cats' good win as they t- took care of business against the Suns. You got anything to say on uh, Geelong's win, Joe? No, he shakes his head. Moving on. Um, Cats beat the Suns. No real surprise here. Can we move on? No, nah, well, there's a couple of interesting points. You got Duncan uh, copping a concussion in this one. Yes, very true. So, what, what's your thoughts on that tackle, Cam? Holman was originally offered two two weeks for it. Yep. But far out. No common problem. sense prevailed. Yeah, big time. Like, common it, sense prevailed. Just a good, just a good chase down tackle. It's just an unlucky. Nothing wrong with it. Completely unlucky that his head happened to smack against against the uh, grass. Then no way is that at two weeks. I can't believe they actually gave it two weeks. I thought maybe one. Yeah. To go and give it two and then to overturn them both, it makes no sense at all. It's actually it's a joke. But how, but how can two weeks be overturned straight to nothing? Not even to nothing. One. Exactly. I I'm thinking. That. How can I thought two might go to one or one or two to to a, uh, a fine, but to nothing. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's a joke. The whole system's a joke. Yeah, it's just like if Duncan came back on the ground and was completely fine, it would have just been, oh, yeah, that's a good tackle. We wouldn't but be here. Just because no. he happened to unluckily hit his head, it's just a stupid decision. But, yeah, Cats, nah, Cats really just proven they can take care of business. doesn't matter who it's against. So. No, I agree. But moving on to the next game, we were the hit live for this game. Somehow, the Crom, the Crom upset your demons, Dogger. About time, I'm going to let you talk as much as you like for this one, Dogger. Go on. Floor is yours. Yeah, well, we went to the game live, you and I, Cam, and Joel, live studio audience member. Yes. Um, And far out. It it was a ripper game, to be fair. It was a good game of footy. But I cannot believe that we lost, like, just to the Crom as well, seeing it live. They fucking suck. Oh, they're not good at all. But their pressure was elite all game. So I just have to have my hats off to, to the Crom in this one. Really, their, their forward pressure was unbelievable and put our um, back line under immense pressure. Like Jakey Lever, Stephen May, and um, also Eddie Langdon, normally really good users of the footy, had all really low disposal efficiency. Um, so, yeah, it just really proves that. We just had no no movement off the the back line, and we really missed Christian Salem as well, who was a laid out. So yeah, you, you missed him so much, didn't you? That entry out of defence, my god. Yeah, well, we're the best side in the league for um, coast to coast goals, and to sort of take Salem away from us, not having a single coast to coast goal, really hurts. So takes away a few goals out of the game, and and obviously really just lost us the game by one point in the end. So. Well, I guess, I guess it's, it's hard going to uh, West Lakes and taking on Silthorpe, Himmelberg, and out of form, Tex Walker. So uh, maybe no one play. But didn't even there we go. Shows what shows what I saw from that game. Um, regardless, and it wasn't that, West Lakes either. <laughs> it's always West Lakes and you're playing the Crom. Anyway, uh, moving on. Snap back to reality for your old demons. Hey, let's see if they bounce back this weekend. I think they will. Yeah. Um, back this week. I'm glad we got the got the L last week and not this week. Yeah, we're well, gonna get it. We say you're gonna because you have a good tough game next week, don't you? As well, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah we said I you'd said go out we, of this two and three, but well, two two you'll yeah. lose two of the three. I said so. Um, I said that I, yeah. there's gonna be a point in the season where we lose three games and everyone freaks out saying we're not premiership contenders anymore, and this probably right. is, is the moment. So I don't mind that we're not peaking right now. 
Not fickle. Dogs beat the Saints uh, in a a thrashing. We missed the game, but it was a thrashing. Stupid amount of goals going through. Stupid amount of touches going around for Western Bulldogs. Yeah, they're just absolutely tearing up teams at the moment through the middle. So there's not really much teams can can do about it, especially on the weekend when you're applying absolutely no pressure coming out the back line or when the ball's going through the middle. People like Bailey Dale just waltzing through the middle and slotting goals from 50. And Bont as well. Don't know how you can leave Bont unattended. It doesn't make any sense. He's the best player in the AFL for me right now. He is absolutely dominating. He definitely is. Oh, he's the best player in the AFL. It's not even funny. The fact that he's now kicking two, three goals a game, it's unbelievable. That will, I expect that to slow down now with the um, midfield uh, injuries they've had. But, yeah. God, he's been good. Yeah, it's mental that a team can lose two midfielders like Dunkley and Trelaw and still just have probably the best midfield in the comp right now. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't understand why, like, I don't know if it would have stopped the bleeding much, but put a player like Josh Battle on... Um, on Bontepelli, and it would have matched up perfectly against him height-wise, strength-wise, and size-wise, and even has a good tank on him as well. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of takeaways for uh, the Saints. And Rats said that he was going to be pretty vicious with the the emissions this week, but he wasn't really. He dropped no. Jack Loney and someone else, and then the rest were just due to injury. So they did. Yeah, they really shook up nothing. No, nothing at all. So I thought he'd really make a make a statement, but didn't whatsoever. So big week for them this week. Could honestly yeah. drop this one to North, and I wouldn't be that surprised. Hundred <clears> percent. Yeah. So Freo beat, beat the Swans. I tipped Freo Sons. accidentally. Well, I tipped on the podcast last week, and then I was going to change it when I saw uh, Andrew Brayshaw was out. Oh no! Yeah, no it. shit. Somehow you kept that game, mate. That was a good game. Of, that was bullshit. That Freo one. That was that sucked. No, nah, it was a good. Great game of footy from what I watched. That was, yes. Um, we were pretty busy at the time, but far out. Great game of footy. And Buddy's come back and kicked six pretty huge, showing that he's still one of the best forwards in the comp, even if you can't string four games together. But really impressive from him. Nothing to say about Freeman, although they won at home, which they, they tend to do, but that's as far as it goes yeah. for Freeman, really. All I can do is win at home at the moment. That's what do you it. Uh, Buddy for a 1,000 goals? He's 37 he off. I think I checked last night, wasn't it? 37 off? Yeah. Uh, right. So 34, 37, around that 30 mark. Um, yeah, he'll get it. He won't get this season, but he'll, he'll play on next nah, year. He'll, he'll be able to string enough games together. Even if he plays, you know, a handful of games next year, he should be able to get it. So, hey, kicking six on the weekend. If he can do that a couple more times, he's pretty much there. So uh, yeah, I think exactly. he'll get it. Now, the Giants on Sunday afternoon get a hold of the Eagles. I tipped Eagles, and I was shocked the Giants went out and won this um, without the players they have. Uh, very impressive, actually, by Giants. I know, it's, I know it was in Canberra, but still very good win. Yeah, it was at Giants Stadium, but um, huge win from the Giants. I don't know if you watched this one, Cam, but it was goal for goal. Like, every single time, uh, each team would retaliate with a goal. and Huge score at, at halftime, but Giants just ran away with it late at the end and just proved they were sort of the tougher, better team and really dug their noses in. But I tipped the Giants last week on the podcast. You so. did. No big deal. Uh, knew they'd win. You can't trust Eagles anywhere outside of uh, Perth, as you know. Only team no, they've beaten really outside can't. of only team they've beaten outside of Perth is the Hawks, who are the worst team in the league right now. So, yeah, doing, you're right. They're doing absolutely nothing at the moment, and I still don't think they make finals because they can't win games like this against a Giants team who have a injury list longer than no forward line. Potentially anyone ever. Yeah, to- without Toby Green as well. I don't have a key forward. No Toby Green, no um, Jesse Hogan. We had no idea where the goals are going to come from. No. Yeah. 
Big Matty Flynn was huge in the ruck. He was he? Yeah. I can't believe he's getting minutes. Him and nah, him and Mummy absolutely tore up. I tell you what. Rolling with it again, and they were happy with it. Cameron was happy with it, which I'm shocked because I thought he hates Flynn. Yeah, it seemed like hate. All the fancy owners out there kept dropping him. So, uh, but no, last week Flynn and Mumford were unbelievable. They'll be in it for the rest of the season. They'll be yeah. both together for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, maybe they found their recipe, Giants. God, I, I, we undervalued the Giants, but with their injuries and the way they're going, they're a pretty handy team. And Whitfield, he's got his uh, he's got his group back one hundred percent. Now on yeah, to the next game. Oh, go, well, you go, go on. They're still undefeated with Mummy in the side. Five and zero now, I think. Are they really? 5-0 with Mummy in the side? I I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a good record, but far out. Yeah, they dominated. Who would have thought? The bloke retired. Anyway, on to the next game. I'll go over this game, I guess. uh, The Pies die late. Joel, having a drink. All right. Uh, Pies die late against the Power. Um, Pies came out to play, and I thought they would come out to play. They had their team, they had Adams back, and I thought I think Collingwood was the worst team in the AFL. It was at their home. They had Adams back, and they had something to prove against Port with the whole prison bars thing. I think that's uh, they actually had a bit of a, a stir up with it too. So I wasn't shocked that they came out firing what they did against Sydney the week before. Um, I was just hoping they died in the arse. Uh, they didn't die in the arse as much as I would have thought, but we just came out so asleep at quarter time. Like We just came out like we didn't give a shit. Um, so we one robbed... Point. We robbed all. We robbed one point, but we robbed all th- all four points on the on the ladder. Um, yeah, not much to say about it, really. I mean, you got to win these games that you're not supposed to win. We did, but yeah, we did, we did deserve to win. We looked shit. We we haven't proven anything more than what anyone said about us two weeks ago. So, say, go on, go on, Joel. Joel's up. Joel's piping in. Like we said earlier in the season that uh, Port had to beat Collingwood at Victoria to prove that they can play out of SA. Do you reckon they can still play out of SA or not? Um, well, this is a very good. This is a very good point, Joe. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, when did I yes, say that? about four podcasts ago. Yeah, you did actually. So we had to make sure we beat them because our record outside of the, outside of Adelaide is shocking. Um, it's probably the most stupidest narrative in the AFL that we can't play outside Adelaide, considering we only lost to West Coast away, probably the hardest away game, and Brisbane away, probably the second hardest. Actually, probably the hardest, actually, and West Coast will be second. So uh, we've won every other time we've left the state. So I think that's bullshit. I think Port's getting a real bad rap of this whole flat track bully stuff. And we're going to go probably beat Fremantle by 50-plus points this weekend, and it's just going to continue that narrative. So, um, But we've got the job done. No one cares how he won. All you remember at the end of the year is we had four points. So, uh, Essendon, knock, oh, oh, he said flogged the roos. Poor North Melbourne. I really like, I really like North Melbourne. So I was, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like seeing this, but Essendon won. What did he do? Who cares? Essendon were unbelievable. I really like North Melbourne. I think they're a better team than what their room. Excuse me, what their record is. I really like North Melbourne. So, uh, but yeah, Essendon had to win and they did. Darcy Parrish having the best month of his career. Um, uh, really, 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 really good. So, hats off to him. You got anything on that game? Draft. You did pick him up, didn't you? Easy. Easy yeah. 130 points every game since I picked him up. It will not last. Remember that, but I'll give you that. So, well done. Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed, though, by uh, the score involvement numbers from the Essendon midfielders. So, yeah. they, they ended up having, it was like 91% disposal efficiency between them and like 12 inside 50s between them. And then, like, seven score involvements, all just from directly them. Yeah, right. There you go. They're, they're, they're clicking. And yeah. Sorry, they look score so involvements much... each. 
Yeah, I was going to say each. They're much better without Shield as well. When Shield comes back, I don't want to see him back in the team. And I don't think they do either. They're thinking, fuck, we're stuck with him for a while because of the contract and the money we're forking out for him. But he doesn't fit at all. So he's an interesting one. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't like Shield. Always just can't keep the ball. But no, yeah. Essendon, but Essendon got the job done against the North Melbourne, who could, everyone says is the worst team in the AFL. So good but it shows how big of a mistake that, that, that Essendon were making, keeping... Darcy Parrish out of the midfield, so I reckon oh. he's there to stay for the rest of his career. He has to be. All right, that's it for the review. Let's crack on with our players of the week. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So, uh, Bailey Dale, for me, unbelievable. Hell of a season. Him. Oh, he's absolutely tearing up. Ever since I got him in, uh, in fantasy, he's been dominating off the half-back line when Caleb Daniel had those couple of stinker games as well. Yes. Uh, but even with him back, they've been working really well in tandem. So last game he had 34 touches, uh, ended up on 108 dream team points, and he also had 79% disposal efficiency. Sheesh. From, seven, from 34 goal. touches, that's no. impressive. Two goals to go along with. Wow. So absolutely tore up. Didn't go in, inside the forward 50 once. Still managed to kick two snags. Pretty impressive. Uh, but he was all around the ground, absolutely dotted it up on the heat map. Uh, and, yeah, just a really impressive game and a breakout season for him. So, well done, Bailey Vidal. Yeah. Round of applause, Joe. Start clapping. Who would have thought, who would have thought at the start of the season that Bailey Dow would be in a group one disposal markets for Western Bulldogs? Not me. Um, no. All right. My player of the week, I'm going with Quinn and Narkle. He's a bit of much maligned player. We had the Knuckle Sparkle. He's been a much maligned player his whole entire career at Geelong. They have not given him any real fair go, to be fair. Um, he's in, he's out. His players are right, he's out. He has not gotten a fair shake of the sauce bottle at all. He comes in with um, – who got, who got injured for Geelong? Um, Guthrie missed a quarter, and then Duncan obviously got knocked out. And then he comes in and goes 34 touches. That's a huge game. That's a career game from Narkle. 34 touches, had a shot on the scoreboard, and he was doing it inside and outside. 15 contested and 21 uncontested. Um, he was doing it all. So, I mean, eight marks as well. Best game he's played for his career, and hats off to Quinton Narkle. Hopefully he holds his spot. I'm sure he will with Duncan out. Um, I think he deserves to be an on-baller. Um, but then again, Selwood had 39, so who knows. But great game by Quinton Narkle, and congratulations for being player of the week. We're going to clap that one, Joe. If you're in, I'm, I'm giving Joe's in here. I've just given his own team player of the week, and then he doesn't clap at it. You you robbed Joe Selwood of player of the week. We don't give player of the week. That's what I thought. We, we don't midfielder. give. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll remind the listeners and our attendant here, Joe. We don't give players of the week to players who are, you know, in that top echelon. We give them to players who aren't your everyday run of the mill players. They have a great breakout game. Someone like Jared Brander, pretty much every Gold Coast player, uh, Quentin Narkle. So just to spud, the, put some numbers on the board? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Fair enough. That's not very nice to say about Knuckle. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, but moving on. I don't want on. to shout out to Joel Selwood because very good game. this bloke went and had 23 touches in the second half after Duncan That's Guthrie huge. went down. Ended up on 39 for the game and was just absolutely Seven tackles, a few marks. He had a he – he picked out. Selwood he picked out. He 82 disposal efficiency. He was absolutely dominating. And he was probably the main reason they ended up getting across the line because there could have been a danger they didn't if no one stepped up in the middle. But, no, great game for Joel Selwood. He, he's the deputy player of the week. Deputy player of the week. Ah, oh, jump cuts that one mentioned. Honourable mention. mention. Joel, Joel for well, a long we, stand, didn't get that much. 
We've said two nice things about DeLong in this podcast. What's going on? No, no, it's, 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 like Joel's, it's like Joel sitting here or something. Anyway, Joel, you have anything to say about Joel Selwood? Anything more? No, we'll come back to you when Geelong are playing. All right, now let's go on to the next round preview. All right, Friday night. Well, tonight this is a podcast coming out late, of course. My our apologies, but um, can only, we, we can't do too much about it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I going with that. Uh, Friday, yeah, anyway, Friday night, Bulldogs, Melbourne, Dogger, who's your tip? Well, I'm obviously, obviously going to be taking the Demons in this one. I truly <laughs> believe, I truly believe that we can knock them off. I think if there's a better, there isn't a better time to do it than now. No, I think with no fans at Marvel gives us a slight advantage in that way. Your full but strength, full strength, Bulldogs down aren't. two midfielders, yeah. and we're coming off a bad loss that we we want to get a bit of revenge on and, and take it down on the other teams. So I think the Demons might win this one in a really close one. Um, but if I was a betting man, I'd definitely be taking Bulldogs to win this one. So, because they just have too much light, too much of a great dynamic in, in their midfield. And, uh, but the out-tall defence is just elite, best defence in the comp. So, I don't see Norton and Bruce kicking any, maybe. They might kick two between them. Cool, that's a hot wing. Uh, yep. Well, that's Dogs' bias take, and I'm going to agree with them 100%. I think Melbourne win tonight. Uh, I'll be taking Melbourne. Really? I think Melbourne win. I'll be tipping them as well and betting them the whole works. Uh, I think You're Melbourne. Res- no, nah, I think Melbourne respond from last week. Um, you got the perfect matchup for Norton and Bruce. You're right. Uh, I, I think I think Melbourne win. No worries. Uh, I think Bailey Smith most touches for Group Two. Um, so that's something to put your money on. Definitely. But yeah, I'll be taking Melbourne, and I'm, I've tipped them everywhere I've done. So Melbourne for me. Yeah. And I'll uh, check a little multi for this yes. one for anyone right. who likes to have a few dollars on the footy to make it a little bit more interesting. I'll go with Lockie Hunter. And Bailey Smith overs. Yep. And Bontempelli unders. I think Harms is going to get the job on Bontempelli and just stick to him all uh, all game and maybe even a little bit of Hibbard when he goes forward. Uh, and they're going to lock him down. And he's going to have his worst game of the season. So I called Paddy Cripps last week to have his best game of the season. And I'm calling Bontempelli to have his worst game of the season against the Demons now. Fair enough. All right. Don't mind it. All right. Moving on to Saturday afternoon, one o'clock. Collingwood take on Geelong. I'm going to give Joel the floor to start off. What are your thoughts on this game, Joel? Uh, not too much. We'll beat them by, I don't know, 50, 60 points. They've got injuries. All right. The man but, has spoken, the Geelong fan. But, Joel, it's not, it's not a GMHBA, is that, which is the only place you can play. You lost to the Demons at MCG because it's too wide of a stadium for you. He's calculating his response. Speechless. He's speechless. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, no, I don't know. Right, it's cheating, it's so cheating playing at GMHBA. It's, it's more narrow than any other bloody uh, ground in AFL. AFL is the only sport in the world that has different size grounds for different teams. It makes no sense. You are right. It's, it, and for a professional league, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Imagine think, if the Warriors... Oh. At their Chase Stadium, had a bigger so, three-point line than anyone else. No, no, it's stupid, isn't it? It shouldn't be like it should be completely uniform, no matter what. I think. How do you want them to fix that, yeah. Matt? How would you like them to fix that, Matt? Joel says. What do you want to do about it? Make it wider. Make the boundary line wider. Just get rid of the first couple of rows. Just toss them out. No, just make the boundary line wider. Where's the cameraman going to sit? I don't care where they sit. Sit behind the bloody barricade. Put them in around. You didn't sell that anyway. It's just sit them on the seats. You, if you made Adelaide as wide oval as the MCG, you'd have to get about get rid of the first fifteen rows out of the wings. Well, re- remove the tarps from Geelong from GMHBA. Mate, there's no tarps and put the media there. 
Yeah. All right. Who's your tip? Geelong for me by plenty. What's yours, uh, Dogger? Look, I'm going to go a bit of an interesting one in this one. Sure, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to be taking Geelong. Anyway, thanks for that. Moving on. All They're right. Away from home. They're pussies well, away from home. Who would have thought? Uh, Brisbane and GWS. Brisbane at home. Uh, they're probably the best team in the league right now. Brisbane for me. Yeah, I'll be taking Brisbane in this one. Uh, I don't think it will be too much of a flogging. I think it'll be a pretty close. Giants have proved they're pretty tough, so they'll make it hard on the lines. And it should be a game much like last week against Richmond. I think uh, GWS is going to bring it, bring a bit of grit. Uh, and yeah, but Lions in a close one for me. I agree. If I uh, check the uh, betting, if where's if Dane Zorko is Group B again, I'll be getting on that real fast. Yeah. Um, and next game, oh, yeah. just a bit of a preview. Cam and I uh, have been, I'd say, dominating the the Group One and Group Two touch markets lately. Yeah. Uh, calling some fantastic odds just with some stats that we get under the table from um, some people we know high up in the AFL. So uh, if you do want to gamble responsibly, we'll be posting a couple of those tips, a couple of our favourite ones over the weekend on our Instagram at Winger Podcast. We will. I've so just, heard sure news, just heard news that Denzel Coe is, in fact, group one on sports bet at $8. I'd still be having a play in considering he won most touches last week on the field. So um, worth it at eight bucks. Uh, moving on to the next game, Saturday afternoon, we've got St Kilda taking on North Melbourne. I'll be taking St Kilda in absolute blowout. So I think St Kilda are the biggest flat track bullies there are and people call Port Adelaide that, which I find hysterical. Uh, I think St Kilda will destroy North Melbourne. Like, I'm thinking 100 plus. They just got beaten by 100 plus. Yes, I know. And, and I think they're going to respond like they did last time when they beat uh, whoever it was. But they will come out and just destroy St Kilda. Um, North Melbourne, I think. They just got fired by 100. I think they're going to kill them. They're going to kill them. I feel bad yeah, for them. I don't, I don't mind. I think I think Jack Steele will just tear up. That's one thing. I think Jack Steele's a lock for uh, most touches on the ground. He should probably, probably pay a little bit too, just because of um, Cunnington and Hall's form. But, yes, when St Kilda yeah. lost to Bombers by 75, they responded and beat West Coast, which is a good win. Then when they lost to Port by 60, they responded and beat Hawks by 70 themselves. So I think they'll flog them. All right, moving on to the next yeah, game. Gold sure. Coast take on Hawthorne on a Saturday, Saturday night. The game that's been cancelled and then brought back to get brought back to life and then moved. Um, Gold Coast taking on Hawks. A bit of a whatever game. Not really sure what to talk to say about it really, but I wouldn't be sure this is the game that Hawks actually get a win because it's at the SCG. Gold Coast have been a bit underwhelming. I wouldn't be sure if Alistair Clarkson pulls something out his ass. Um, but I'll tip Gold Coast and I'll, I'll say Gold Coast, but I'll take Hawks line. 100%. All right. West Coast in Essendon in Perth. Essendon actually have a decent um, – Essendon are quite uh, – not, not a bad team at all over in Perth. But uh, Eagles at Perth are dominant. So Eagles for me, and I'll take that pretty comfortably. And yeah, UPO's is back. Yeah, he played 50% Ooh, time in the waffle. And then he's coming back. Well, Aaron Francis is also out. Do you know that Aaron Francis is out for Essendon? I think West Coast will flog them. Yeah, they, yeah no, West Coast should – because he's a good player. He's a, he's a real rock for their defense. So West Coast will flog him. Sunday afternoon, Richmond and Crows, no longer at the MCG, which would have been a Richmond 100-point win. Uh, now it's in, uh, I think it's WS, Giant Stadium. Uh, Crows going unchanged, and Richmond coming with pretty much a different team. Who, who do you take, Dogger? Yeah, I'm going to be taking Richmond in this one. Uh, not very confidently, though. Yeah, neither. It is confirmed that Bolton, Caddy, Choll, Colin Jones, Cochin, and Prestia will all play. Uh, you'd say at least four of those are first-choice players, so um, or at least three. Caddy's on the fringe. So good in for Richmond. Uh, now, next yeah. game on Sunday afternoon, Sydney and Carlton. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. 
Who do you pick for Sydney and Carlton? I'm going to go Carlton in this one. Fuck you. Really mad you've taken that off me. God damn it. Yeah, so I, I, I think they've got some really, really good uh, ins coming back and a lot of players coming back into Huge ins. Huge ins. Bugger, I really wish you didn't tip Carlton because I was just going to say what you just said. So that's really annoying. Uh, Sydney lose Hickey, which I could see you could make the argument for is their most important player all year. He has been unbelievable, Tom Hickey, in the ruck, who no one expected as well. And he's been a real cog for that team. Not just not, not ruck battles. I'm talking clearances and ground balls. He's been huge. I think he was leading yeah. clearances in a lot of their games. So uh, that hurts them a lot. Um, and that in, you look at this, obviously an extended squad, but no one, you look at all the players they're bringing in, no one really jumps out to you. Bell, McInerney, Sinclair, Louis Taylor, it's meh. I think Cohen have got their win last week and they're going to find some form and Cohen win this game pretty easy. Cohen line will be my bet of the week. Uh, yeah, now moving on to the Jack, last game. It's now been moved out. Oh, sorry, go on. Jack Martin in as well. Huge in. Absolutely. Nunes is still a good – Nunes is a great role player. Casbolt's a, a pillar on that team. And then Martin is the most silkiest player they have. So – it's huge into Cohen, and I, 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 I'm, I'm very, very confident with that. All right, last game of the round: Port take on Freo. It's been moved back to five o'clock for some for uh, to let the ref, the umpires, have an extra forty minute break because they played the day before. So they gave them a forty minute extension. Bizarre. Anyway, moving on. All right, Port taking on Freeman on a Sunday afternoon. A game got pushed back 40 minutes, so the umpires could have another 40-minute break. Um, don't know what 40 minutes is going to do for them, but anyway, bizarre. Uh, Port should, yeah. Yeah, they moved it back 40 minutes, so then it's uh, they have, a, I think it's like an exactly a 24-hour break from the day before or something or other. I don't know, weird. That's the only reason why I got pushed back, to give the umpires a full break. Don't know, really weird. Anyway, guess you'll take every minute you can when you're an umpire, I guess. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, Port, flog, free mantle for me. Um, flog them. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to bag umpires anymore because that's a very frowned upon thing this week in the AFL. So, uh, yeah. Port, well, flog them. Well, you cut out the entire time, so I don't even know, know what you said when you bagged him out. So, oh, fuck's uh, sake. No, I reckon it was purposely bleeped out. But, yeah, I reckon Port Adelaide in this one, <laughs> and they'll, they'll take it pretty easily. Potentially 40 points, so um, might be a bit of a a uh, star in Matt's multi as well. Oh, there we go. All right, that's the round done. Now let's crack on to Matt's multi. Sorry, I nearly cut you off Matt's there. Probably for the bet. Prob- I wish I did cut you off there because that would be better for benefit of all the listeners and their wallets, but unfortunately we have to let Dogger go here. Yeah, well, Matt's multi presented by Sam's Milk. Low fat, no fat, full cream, high calcium, high protein, soy, light, skim, omega-3, high calcium with extra dollop of folate. I just want milk that tastes like real milk. Gamble responsibly. Um, which you should Irresponsibly. Be I know I'm getting a lot of hate messages, and that's all right. I hear about all these celebrities getting hate messages and they struggle and everything like this, but I don't really mind it. I think it's quite funny. Uh, but no, this edition of Matt's Multi is a safer one. It's only... Paying five dollars this week, so I say only, but that's five free dollars that you can make. So, first leg is going to be in the Geelong Collingwood game, and I'm going to be going with Tom Stewart for 25 touches. Oh, Joel, Joel, thoughts on that, Joel? 
Joe doesn't realise that they can't um, hear body language. Well, our, our resident Geelong expert has nothing to say on that one, so it must be a really good bet. Uh, $1.83 is absolute overs for Tom Stewart for 25 touches. And then the next, the next leg, I think I'm going to ruin your hot wing here, Cam, but I'm going with Zach Merritt for 30 touches. Thanks, mate. So uh, good bet. just far too much money to be paying. Uh, at Optus Stadium, big stadium against a West Coast team that likes to give up the uncontested pill. I reckon Zach Merritt, a lock. Great. And Mark Willie jump in there. He has a great record against West Coast as well. The last uh, two of your last three games had 120 plus in DT. Continue. Loves it against Simo and his pussies. Um, yep. So, <laughs> yeah. poor 25 plus. And you can even go with 40-plus here if, if you want to be adventurous and get a little bit bang for you your, a little bit more bang for your buck. But we saw uh, the Crom nearly beat um, Frio here in Adelaide. Uh, yeah. Frio just can't even travel whatsoever. They can't get a win outside of their, their home ground. So I'll be taking Port here very comfortably, 25-plus, uh, maybe even 40-plus if you want to. But you take Matt's out Matt Tabiner as well. Yeah, Matt Tabiner gone. Yeah, that's right. Huge. Uh, didn't even make it through training, apparently. So, nope. Matt's multi this week. Tom Stewart, 25 touches. Zach Merritt, 30 touches. And Port Adelaide to win by 25 plus against Freya. Gamble responsibly. Not bad, Dogger. Like it. Your shortest one of the year. Let's hope it gets up for you, mate. All right, let's wrap it up with the hot wings. Uh, I'll go first. You've just, Dogger has just alluded to it. But Zach Merritt most touches um, for the game against whoever they're playing. Uh, I forgot now. Uh, regardless of playing, so sorry, we Simo just said it. Yes, yes, yeah, Simo's his pussies. Four dollar odds for Zach Merritt. He's a third favourite to win the most touches. That is a fucking joke, considering he's always a whether the favourite or if he's not favourite should be number two. If he's ever third favourite in any game, get on him right now. He's Darcy Parrish had a great month. He will not continue it. He's had a good last two weeks. He won't continue on third one in a row. And Gaff didn't Gaff so hit and miss. So Zerat third uh, most touches four dollars. That's my bet of the week. And oh, rain that home. I like it. What's yours? I've also got a most touches um, group two this time. So yes, uh, yeah, I thought. The hot wing, uh, the hot thing, hot wing theme this week would be what our new posts are going to be about, with obviously the the group two disposals and group one disposals. So yeah. I've got a player who is playing Frio in Port Adelaide, who Frio love giving up touches to Backman, and I called her a few weeks ago when uh, the Lions were facing Frio. Daniel Ritz. And Daniel Ritz got the most touches. Uh, but Darcy Byrne-Jones, pretty average game last week from what I remember. Um, so going to bounce back this week. Group two most touches at four dollars. It's going to be my hot wing. So a hot wing that can uh, hot wing segment that can make you a bit of money. So multi you together, and you'd be feeling pretty good. I was going to say you can multi them together. Sixteen dollar odds, gamble responsibly, but that's pretty good. Ooh, that One or two dollars on that could be uh, quite a nice weekend. 100%. All right. Good work, Dogger. Hopefully that this episode has come through for everyone all listeners at home uh, as with a little amount of choppiness as possible. Uh, it's our first yes. ever trial with uh, Zoom and uh, remote like this. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope we're all good. Um, get on some hot wings and Matt's multi, and uh, thank you for listening. And also, no, before we and finish, go on. Make make sure you follow us on Instagram. At Winger Podcast. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify. At Winger Podcast. And check out our TikTok as well. Yes, we'll chuck the hot wings. Uh, we'll chuck the top. Yeah, the hot wings, and we'll chuck the uh, group group, uh, group disposals on there too. Nice. So check out uh, TikTok too at Winger Podcast. Definitely. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ta.
Good night.